if it isn't the notorious Sally Cole. You're a little far from home, Yank. What is a reporter from the Los Angeles Star doing all the way out here in ours, eh? Oh, sorry. The sedative hasn't worn off yet. A little concoction might I be used for thousands of generations to hunt large animals. Helps to slow them down enough to kill. Ah, don't worry, Sheila. We aren't going to kill you. Yet. <laughs> First, my boss wants to know what you know. And what you've already told your editors back home. Stuff it. <laughs> Resistance! Mickey Mouse! What? Oh, sorry, Sheila. Little uh, Aussie slang means excellent. And it's also the name of my pet croc. Boss never said I had to keep your limbs. Mickey Mouse, say ah. <laughs> ah! Oh, that dream again. Hello, Mr. Cipher? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what is it? The ship is docked, sir. We've started to disembark. About time. May I help you with any of your luggage, sir? No. I travel light, thanks. All the way across the Pacific with just a rucksack? That's different. I'm not here for the sights. So what brings you all the way to Australia, then? Sorry, but my reasons will just have to remain unknown. Good day, mates, and welcome back to Tales of the Extraordinary! Wait, wait... Wait, wait, we, we, we already did the theme music. I was just saying it, the show was Tales of the Extraordinary. All right, I see. I see what you're doing there. Welcome to episode one of, wait for it, Plunder Down Under, recorded live at Meltdown Comics in Hollywood, California. At long last, the unknown returns, and in the most unlikeliest of places, Sydney, Australia. But just what is he doing there, so far out of his element? You'll find out soon enough. For now, let us turn our attention to the passengers waiting in a car outside the terminal. A familiar flyboy and his pet, Koala. How should I know what he looks like? They don't call him the unknown for nothing, Bonnie. It's not like he wears a mask all the time. Just keep holding up the sign. We don't want him to miss it. Maybe I should just go up to the terminal and see if he's still inside. All right, all right. I told you, I'm not going to lose you again, I swear. Come on, we found each other again in the Havana airport, didn't we? Nothing can separate us for long. It's kismet, boy. I'll give you something to worry about. Don't turn around. Unless you don't want to keep using those eyes in the future. Okay. Are you the unknown? Who's asking? I'm Barry Pike, and this here's me co-pilot, Barney. Is that a bear? A koala bear, yeah. That's the strangest bear I've ever seen. I mean, technically, they aren't really bears. It's just a, how do you say, a misnomer? Wait, do you mean you've never heard of a koala before? I'm not up on my weird Australian wildlife. Now, your buddy's sign there says, The Unknown, which means you were expecting me. But considering I didn't tell anyone where I was going when I left Los Angeles, I think you better have one hell of an explanation for picking me up here. Oh, absolutely. 
No need to be a bounce, mate, but it's kind of hard to explain. I best, uh, best if I take you back to the reserve and let me cobblers tell it to you straight. You're just the driver, huh? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Though I usually fly planes. If you'll make yourself comfortable, mate, and let me drive, all your questions will be answered. Uh, fine. Just know that if this is at all a plan to lead me into some elaborate death trap, I have two itchy trigger fingers back here ready to unload. You got guns on us? You're pretty smart for a flyboy. And just in case your friend has any idea, I have no problem using them on bears. Just sit back and enjoy the ride, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know where I'm going. Don't be a bloody nuisance. Keep it up, you mug, and you're going home in the back of a divvy van. What's so funny, mate? Nothing. You just remind me of a friend of mine back home. Oh, really? How so? It's a long time. The hell? What was that? I knew it. This is all a trap. No way, mate. I got nothing to do with it. It's that truck behind us with the, uh, what do you call them? Natives. That's Aborigines, mate, and oh no. What? I know exactly who they are. They must have followed me to the terminal. Who are they? No time. Hold on. What are you doing? Losing them. Yeah, I know this leads to the bridge, Barney. I got a plan. Bridge? What bridge? The harbor bridge, mate. I don't see any bridge. Well, that's because technically it's not finished. What? Just turn those guns on our friends back there, would you? I, uh, can't. What? Why not? I don't actually have any. You what? I didn't think I'd get them past customs. I've heard about your absurd restrictions over here. I saw people waiting in line to check anything wooden at the quarantine desk. I didn't have that kind of time. Well, we got a very fragile ecosystem out here, mate. Ask me sometime about the goddamn European rabbit men. Maybe later. Don't you have any weapons? Just my driving. Held on to your hats, ladies. Ha! No one can make a turn at that speed, unless their name is Barry Pike. Oh, really? Well, maybe next time you can show us, but for now... Damn it! The Aborigines are back! Thank you, I noticed! Going with Plan A! Plan A? What was that back there? Plan I made it up as I went, of course. Ah, here we are! Is this the Harbor Bridge? It's barely begun. Yeah, I know. But it juts out just enough into the harbor for what I got planned. They're still following. Ace, those crazy bastards are trying to keep up with us. So, let's see how well they can. Are you speeding up? Right, and so are they, silly drongos. <laughs> I know, I see it. See what? The end of the road. Grab on to something, mate. Ha, look at that. Stopped right on the edge. What about the... Ain't that a corker? They shot right past us. Of course they did. We're in a Model T. Those drongos are all piled into a lorry. At that speed, there's no way they could slow down something that heavy with that much momentum before the edge. You're insane. You know that. Uh, that may be. But now you trust them not trying to kill you, right? Not on purpose, anyway. Now, are you going to take me to your bosses, or am I going to have to... No need to be ropeable, mate. We're on our way. Just gotta make a stop at the airfield. The what? Talk about a literal cliffhanger Or bridge hanger Huh? While the unknown and his associates travel en route to their mysterious meeting 
A completely unrelated event is unfolding back in the American metropolis of New York City, the Bronx to be exact, in the office of one Leroy Brown, handsome private detective. Please, Mr. Brown, it's not like young Thomas not to phone home. It's been two weeks now, and the college administrators say there's nothing they can do. I understand, Mr. Becknell, uh, but why me? Becknell, please. The police in New York say Rhode Island is out of their jurisdiction, and the Providence police say they don't wish to be interfering with the college's autonomy. They're afraid of the Catholics, huh? Uh, excuse me? No offense, of course. See here, Becknell. Uh, Becknell? Y- yeah. See here, Becknell. Sending me to investigate your son's disappearance is going to be costly. Travel expenses, per diem, lodging... Whatever it costs, I don't care. I just don't want poor Mary to worry anymore. You had me at whatever it costs. Mr. Becknell, fear not. Detective Leroy Brown is on the case. That's me. Your son will be found, dead or alive. Dead? Uh, Let's aim for alive, okay? (laughs) Uh, Give me a couple of weeks and I'll let you know what I turn up. Bless your heart, Mr. Brown. Busy day in the Bronx, huh? I'll be in touch, Patrick. Tell you, Mary, not to worry. Oh, thank you, sir. Pardon the intrusion, gentlemen. Faith and Begoria, Frankie Tatoni. That's Mr. Tatoni to you, Irish. Back down, Ricky. Glad to see my reputation precedes me. If you don't mind, Irish, Leroy and I have some business to discuss. Oh, sweet Jesus. Hello again, Frankie. And, uh, little Frankie? That's Ricky to you, Paluka. Ricky's a friend of my son's. We sort of adopted him, which is to say we can't get rid of him. That's right, Mr. T. Friends stick together forever. Okay. Look, to Tony, if this is about what happened to your wife, you picked a bad time for payback. I'm a little busy. Cute, but I'm not here because of Gertie. You aren't? No. Is this about the taxes thing? <laughs> no. No, 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 that was a good try. Who ever heard of a busting a gangster for tax evasion? That was a real long shot, Brown. <laughs> That's right, boss. What a moron. Ricky, please. The grown-ups are talking. Boss, huh? Are you employing children now, Frankie? You know, Congress is trying to outlaw such things. You and I both know that'll never happen. That bill was struck down, and it'll be struck down again. Yeah, no one infringes on a kid's right to work. Ricky! Sorry, boss. I'll be quiet. Good. So then, you aren't here to tell me to stay out of your affairs, blah blah blah, that you're gonna send me for a dip in the East River with cement swim trunks? Nothing like that? No, sir. Quite the opposite, Leroy. I'm gonna put you smack dab in the middle of my affairs for a change. Really? Yeah, so you can ease your grip on that pistol under your desk. (gasps) Busted! Don't worry, boss. I had you covered. You saw that, huh? Just a precaution, just a precaution. Absolutely, I understand. I'm glad one of us does. What's your angle to Tony? What does a justice-fearing mook like yourself want with the services of a down-and-out gumshoe like old Leroy Brown? That's me. For one thing, I want you to talk like a goddamn regular Joe just once. It's one of the things I always disliked about you, you know. Your flowery narration of everything you do. Thank you for your criticism. My main reason I'm here is, uh, I need your help. Sorry, but the life of crime isn't for me. Don't flatter yourself into thinking I want you to join my crew. Of course not. I'm clearly not young enough. Hey! Settle? No. This job I got for you, Brown, is a goddamn public service. Someone has been poisoning my speakeasies. Excuse me? Well, not just mine, to be fair. Tommy Two-Tone and a couple of other boys have had similar tragedies. 
Particularly over the Christmas holidays a few months back. Yeah, I remember hearing about that in the newspapers. There was that one guy at Bellevue who said he was being chased by a bat-wielding Santa Claus. <laughs> That's funny. Right. The man was hallucinating after a few rounds of whiskey, and then he died. And 30 other people died before the New Year hit. Even more since then. Sounds like a mob vendetta or something. Except it's happening to all of us, pal. And the cops? The cops don't care about no speakeasies. They feel those people just got what they deserve for breaking prohibition. Well, it is the law. To hell with the law. You can't change human behavior after thousands of years with a stupid law. Listen, Leroy, I'm coming to you because you're the best detective I know. I know this because I hate you with every fiber of my being for what you've done to my family and my business. Don't think of it as helping out a gangster like me. Think of it as finding justice for those people who just wanted nothing more than to feel good and forget their troubles for a few hours, okay? And think of the boon this would be to your profit margins, right? Darn tootin'. Actually, don't think of that part, okay? Well, I'll think it over. I've got this Becknell case to deal with right now. Uh, isn't that Becknell? Right, right. I've got this Becknell case to deal with right now. Gonna head up to Rhode Island and find the guy's missing son. I don't know if I've got the time to do both. Rhode Island? Hell. He was probably just kidnapped by one of those crazy cults they got up there. Really? I don't know. I just hear things. I heard it was a bunch of weirdos in long dresses shouting in Latin. They sacrificed children to some demon with fingers on his face or something. Cute kid. The point is, the kid's probably dead anyway, so what's a few more days gonna hurt, huh? I noticed you didn't mention payment. You're right, because I figured a gumshoe like yourself wouldn't take it from a uh, mook like me. You thought correctly. So, I offer you this. You do this little favor, and we'll call it even. All the boys. No more hit lists. I'm on a hit list? A few of them. It's okay. Mr. T's on a few, too. And you're gonna be at the top of mind if you don't shut your clam hole, Ricky. Sorry, boss. No more vendettas. Clean slate. From all the boys. In that case, I'll get right on it. I thought you might see it our way. And uh, let me know what you find, Brown. And do it real discreet-like, got it? Yeah, got it. I'll see what I can do. Good, I'm sure you will. We'll see ourselves out if you don't mind. Come on, Ricky. Coming, boss. Your time is valuable, and so is our sponsors. Lend them your ear. Oh, God. Oh, it feels like there's just a bunch of rodents going at it in my stomach, you know? I don't know what it is. Ever since I went to that speakeasy last night, I've been feeling like there's just like a, a boxing match going on right in my lower rectum. Oh, darling, what you need is Becknell's. Becknell, please. What? Honey, who's the Irishman? Uh, never mind him, honey. I'm sorry, I can't help but understand. There's an Irishman in our house. What have I told you? No Irish, no dogs. I'm sorry, but I seem to resent that statement. Well, anyway, it is Becknell's anti- Becknell, please. I'm sorry, it's, it's a brand name. You have to make sure you get it right. Oh, it's a name. I thought it was some weird Irish language thing. It is Becknell's. Becknell, please. Anti-inflammatory bowel rat poison, dear. Feeding me rat poison? Me and my various associates came across the ocean in various large boats. There are many rats that travel on these boats. And they get inside of you when you sleep. And they curl around, and it hurts your bowels. Oh, my God, it's exactly what I have. Oh, I can't stand any medicine. I hate the, the taste. Honey, honey, it's absinthe-flavored. What the hell is that? Something Irish? Try a little sip, sir. See if it's to your fancy. All right. Oh, my God. Whoa, where's the music coming from? What's going on? See, now you have the strength to beat your wife if need be. Come here, honey. 
Ah, I feel great again. Where's the stick? Hi there. I'm the Green Fairy. I brought a stick for you. Woo! A job well done. Try Becknell's absinthe-flavored, anti-inflammatory rat poison. The only rat poison you can use on bears. Becknell's absinthe-flavored, anti-inflammatory rat poison. It's Becknell's, dammit! Also for use on Irish. And now, back to the adventure, already in progress. Under a dark bridge, along the edge of the East River, a vaguely homeless-looking man curls up for a night's sleep. A sleep that's about to be interrupted. Hello, Lambert. Well, if it isn't Detective Brown, I told you it's pronounced Lambert. And I told you I don't care. Did you just come down here to interrupt my sleep with insults? Or is there some point? Yeah, to both. You see a lot of things, don't you, Lambert? Things most people don't want seen. We. Oui. I mean, yes. Seen anything that might explain why people have been dying when they get drunk on bootlegger sauce? Maybe. Maybe I know things. But maybe I also know that you don't want to find the answers. If you know what's good for you. What's good for me? Yeah. Vitamin pills, a juicy steak and eggs for breakfast every morning, and Clara Bow spread-eagled on my blotter. That's what's good for me. And answers, Lambert. So spill them. Why are you asking, Brown? Who hired you? Couldn't have been the police. They don't care. It doesn't matter. Just tell me what I want to know, Lambert, and I'll let you sleep in peace. It is you who will be sleeping. With the fishes. Unless you stop this investigation. But I will give you one piece of information. Why don't you go and ask whoever is paying you? Ask them where the sauce comes from. How do you mean? I just assumed they smuggled it over the border from Canada. Then you are as naive as you are ugly brown. <laughs> find the real source, and you'll find your answer. And more questions. All right, Lambert. I'll do that. It's Lambert. Now leave me to my pitiful rest. Oh, and, uh, Lambert. Don't let the bedbugs bite. The what? What the hell is a bedbug? Nothing. Forget I mentioned it. See you around, Lambert. Wait! Come back here! Brown! How anachronistically topical! Let's now return our attention to Australia, where the unknown has arrived at the state-of-the-art new Lone Pine Koala Sanctuary in Brisbane, where they keep more than just animals. And so when my friend Hassan and I stopped by the nearest house to ask for help, it turned out the babe was the fella's son. And he'd been lost out in the jungle for days. Little Fidel, he called him. The man does not care about the boy's name, nor does he care about our story. He asked what we were doing at a koala sanctuary, and I'm telling him, all right? Well, be quick. I will get the elders. The who? Uh, you'll see. Anyway, long story short, this bloke, Antel... Antel? What he said, gives us a huge reward for saving his son. So, Hassan and I come back to Oz, after a chance reunion with old Bonnie here, and I retired from flying to build my dream, this place. That's real touching. And if you don't give me the answers I want real soon, I'm gonna be touching you. And then I'm going back to Sydney, because that's where I need to be. Your friend is not in Sydney, Mr. Unknown. Who the hell is this? You have an aborigine exhibit in this place, too? Do not be rude to the elders. This man is called Jim, and these two are Mick and William. This is a sanctuary for more than just animals, son. You have ten seconds to tell me what I'm doing here before I... Go off to save Sally Cole. I... Uh, what did you say? 
I know about your dream, son. The one where she is tortured by an Anangu man, a man named Simon. You've been having these dreams for weeks. And once you found out that Sally Core was on assignment in Australia... I got the first ship out here. But how do you... Know about all this? Because we are the ones who put those images in your dreams. You what? Sally Core is perfectly safe. But we planted the seeds of danger in your mind while you slept in the hopes of luring you here. Why, Sally? That's my fault, I'm afraid. I met Sally Core when we raided that big airship last year. She talked you up heaps during the flight. Why me? Because we... All they, rather, need your help. Our people have been enslaved by a madman. He has forced many of us to dig into our most sacred site, the Great Rock Uluru, to find a way into the dreaming. The elders managed to flee, and Barry found them wandering in the outback. I was out looking for more critters to stock up the old sanctuary here before we opened. They tell me their plight, and I ferried them back out here to hide out. We were betrayed by one of our own, Simon, the man from the dream. The dream you used to manipulate me, you mean. Now, hold on, mate. Back off, pal. Unless you want every bone in your arm broken into splinters. I don't take too kindly to having my mind raped like a flapper at a blind pig. Well, that's a bit extreme. Your mind was surprisingly susceptible, actually. I suspect you have certain talents you haven't yet realized. Yeah, well, you're not going to realize anything. I'm grabbing the first boat back out of this loony bin and going to the relative sanity of Los Angeles. Please, you cannot go. Watch me. But but this madman's here screwing with the Jackies. Sally says he's your arch-nemesis. My... I don't have an arch-nemesis. Unless you count Myrtle, but he's not getting out of Alcatraz for a long time. So whoever you think he is, he's not my... Holtsky! What? No, his name was Helsinki. Uh, Don't be daft, that's a city in Norway. Finland! You are the daft one. You don't know anything about geography, you lapdog. That's it, I'm out of here. Mr. H! What did you say? Whatever his real name, we all called him Mr. H. His name was too difficult to say. You know him, don't you? Holchanowski. Yeah, I know him. But he's dead. He is close to death's door. But what is left of his body is most assuredly still alive. Yeah, well, not for long. What do you mean? I mean that once you get me a pair of working 45s and show me where he is... I'm going to kill the bastard again. A lot. Slowly. And painfully. You little ripper. You heard the man. It's game on! Indeed it is. Quite an adventure appears to be in store during the following episodes of The Plunder Down Under. Find out how Mr. H is still alive, and what he's doing in Australia. Find out more about the mysterious poisonings in New York, and even find out if anyone notices this strange, foppish voice emanating from deep below the Siberian wasteland of Tunguska. I say hello, Vesper, Doctor, can anyone hear me? Feeling a little crushed under a few tons of rock down here. Anyone? Oh, applesauce. Don't worry, I'm sure he's just fine. Find out what happens next. Better yet, why don't you offer some suggestions? Just drop us a line at mtc.net. That's a C. That is empty. With a net. And offer up your own ideas for what might happen next episode. Who knows? We might actually use them. And then tune in next week as we continue our live performances at Meltdown Comics in Hollywood, California, here on Tales 
of the extraordinary.